Hello and welcome back to the Middling Along podcast. So happy to be joined today by Elizabeth Joseph and yeah I think we're just going to have a chat about all things midlife and uh, the kinds of alternative therapies and approaches to perimenopause that, that Elizabeth's been been trialing. Welcome it's lovely to have you. Thank you thank you for having me. So at what point did you sort of make a decision that you were going to start being sort of uh, proactive in trying some of these these things that you um you talk about on your Instagram account which I'll tag in the in the in the the show notes I think I think it was born of basically being a woman of a certain rage I'd basically had 2 years where I was completely clueless as to what was going on. I mean, completely clueless. I thought I had an autoimmune disease. I thought I was losing my marbles. Uh, I was anxious beyond all words. And it, it took two years before my period started to go bonkers. And at that point, you you have some idea of what's going on. So, you know, you start Googling, you start trying to inform yourself and perimenopause came up, quite literally never heard the word. And I think I was just so shocked and angry to find myself there I was like right I'm going to be ridiculously proactive now and quite literally try everything that's out there um and you know accidentally ended up enjoying myself along the way <laughs> it's it seems to be a recurring theme though this um the sort of the periods that almost people have to go through of you know their body kind of gaslighting them and them thinking what the hell is going on what is wrong with me you know, we're so woefully kind of under-informed, under-resourced. I mean, it's changing for the better, but mm-hmm. you hear over and over again people sort of saying something very similar to what you've just kind of outlined there, that, you know, they really did think that there was something seriously wrong with them. Yeah. When actually, you know, it's just that combination of of sort of perimenopausal symptoms that, you know, had they been better informed or had their GP been better informed, you feel like you've lost that two years of second guessing yourself and and worry and all of the stress that comes along with that. Yeah, massively. And I think I think another thing is because many of us are in the sandwich generation, and basically during those two years, life was giving me what I like to refer to as quite the ball thwacking. Everything <laughs> that could be, you know, just awful, awful stuff was going on. You know, my husband lost his job. I lost my job. Uh, a close friend died suddenly my mum got breast cancer it just so I and there's no time left for you right no, there's no. no time to be kind of proactive or trying to sort of you're just getting by getting through absolutely and every single symptom I just put down to that well of course I wake up mm. with a feeling of you know complete the futility of it all no wonder I'm anxious <laughs> impending you know. doom exactly exactly you know it all made sense that I suddenly felt like a different person because you know what was going on and exactly what you say about the doctor I I mean I do not put up and shut up never (laughs) never happens and during that two-year period I went with so many different things so many different symptoms which I now know all are all on the list but Mm. neither of my doctors had a clue didn't put two and two together and get perimenopause no not at all not at all so what was um cast your mind back what was the first thing that you you tried and uh, we're going to have a chat about some of the things that you've kind of experimented with and what's worked and and what what are you sticking with 
I think the very first thing was um, cold water therapy. I think because that was one thing that was in the news quite a lot. And because I don't live that far from the sea, although Mm. it is the North Sea. um, (laughs) (laughs) So that was the first thing that I tried. And it was literally just leaping around in the sea with the kids. But I had a natural high for the rest of the day. I mean, like, Mm. it was incredible. So that was the very first thing that I tried. And when it got far too cold to go in the sea, I started doing the turning your shower to cold, mm. you know, for the last kind of the 30 Wim Hof method yeah, type yeah, exactly, stuff. Okay. exactly, yeah. And it was a school mum who was talking, you know, have you heard about Wim Hof? So I looked all of that up. And I think because there was a, a lot being talked about it, but yeah, that, that's been a huge game changer. Not necessarily easy to do, but has made a massive mm. difference. So, and you're still doing some of that to this day? Yeah, so the the the, uh, the shower bit, and the other thing with the cold water swimming is lots of women are like, but I, you know, I'm not fit enough, and you know, I'd be too scared. I literally just go in, bob up and down a few times, and come out again. There's no real <laughs> swimming <laughs> at all. But it's you get cold. the swim. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But but obviously, if you can swim, then and you feel like a swim, then that's yeah, accessible too. Oh, interesting. And then you've you've sort of turned this sort of process of of trying things into a kind of a whole account on Instagram where you, you know, you talk about your experiences and you talk to some of the sort of practitioners or providers that are either offering services or products. Are you happy to sort of talk about a couple of the other things that you've tried and what, what else you found that's stuck with you? Yeah, there's, I mean, absolutely loads of stuff. So I've... Um... And a lot of it, you know, via the wonder of Zoom, which is quite <laughs> quite something, especially with lockdown. So I've tried a womb massage, um, sound baths, distance reflexology, cacao ceremonies, hypnotherapy. I mean, just so tapping, mouth taping, just so many different. I might try the mouth taping on my children. Just come here while I get the uh, the gaffer tape, children, or on your husband if he's a snorer. Is is that is that what it's for? The mouth taping is for. Well, I don't. I that's something I didn't get on with at all. Okay. The, the idea is it's supposed to kind of promote good oral hygiene. Somehow I don't understand how it's supposed to stop you needing to go to the loo in the night. Oh. Um, but loads of people say they wake up feeling far more refreshed. So you don't breathe through your mouth. You only breathe through your nose. Yeah, and it's supposed to be so much better for you. But I I mm. lost the tape on the first night. Found it on my shoulder at lunchtime which shows you how well I washed myself in the shower that I didn't notice it at least you weren't you know like in Sainsbury's the next day with it <laughs> hanging off your collar or something like don't mind me uh, brilliant and one night um my son had a nightmare and climbed into bed with me and I frightened him a lot more because he didn't realize I had my mouth taped up which absolutely <laughs> terrified him so that one didn't that one didn't work for me didn't stick but because because I'm because I don't I like it, didn't stick. But because I'm not kind of making any money out of what I do in any way, shape or form, mm. I can be honest when I write up about it. So yeah. I'm never mean. I always check, you know, with the person involved, you know, is it all right if I write this? But it, it gives me quite the freedom to tell it tell it like it is. Well, I and I think that's why, you know, the, the account's been so successful because, you know, you don't have an agenda and you are, you know, you're just offering that sort of one person's independent, of viewpoint but yeah gosh, it, it, I mean it does it, it does seem like 
it's quite quite a lot of work presumably to sort of go out and sort of find these things and then connect with people and and sort of write stuff up how 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 much of your kind of week does that sort of take up yeah it does it does take up a lot to be <laughs> honest but, but most of the time I am living my best life because it's just such good fun but when I was doing it on my own before I joined Instagram I had this vague idea I was going to write kind of a very anonymous guidebook I was going to try all this stuff and just you know write in a very kind of dry manner how I found it and I ended up spending quite a lot of money and quite a lot of time trying loads of stuff but the the minute I started to get a bit of interest on Instagram people come to you Mm. because they're so keen that you know they so believe in what you know their approach or their product that they're massively keen for you to try it so since joining Instagram that's made it kind of a lot easier and it has kind of helped me find my voice and my style of writing as well I guess which you I was a very happy stay-at-home mum I still am but I've discovered that I really enjoy writing and it makes me feel serene so that's been the big win for me um, it's been a good good outlet for you yeah, sort of just yeah. generally you sort of talk a little bit maybe about how you feel like you know you found your voice you found mm-hmm. kind of a bit of a, a new identity almost mm-hmm. in sort of in this process how has that sort of unfolded and how do you sort of feel like you're different than the person sort of at the end of that two-year period of feeling just like you say totally kind of whacked from all sides how has that, that change been that process of change for you and have uh, have some of the sort of any of the services or, or sort of service providers that you've worked with helped in that change process? I think um, I think it's a really interesting one because, you know, when the, when the ball of whacking was going on, I very much retreated. I did become very anxious and I pretty much looking back now can see that I, I pretty much hid in the house. You know, I would do the school run and, and either than that, I really did seek to become invisible, really. And there was an awful lot of stuff that I would very much dial down, um, I would say, kind of in the company of women. So I've Mm. always been ridiculously honest, which hasn't always served me very well. So I've never been able to sort of pretend that everything's okay, you know, right from uh, pregnancy and, and having kids. And I was never the one baking the muffins and saying everything was great. You know, I was like, no, I've been sobbing with cabbage leaves in my bra and I'm finding it all really hard and it it never kind of really served me I and neither did my kind of very weird sense of humor and so you found your people now on Instagram where they're like yeah we love all that raw vulnerability bring it on yeah very much because I wasn't on any kind of social media so you know, I didn't know if I, if I was breaking any rules or, you know, the way you were supposed to do it. And all the stuff that I tried to dial down seemed to be serving me really well, you know, slightly off the wall sense of humour and kind of raw honesty, mm. you know, has, has served me well. So it's, people talk about this kind of midlife, you know, reinvention or revolution and becoming the woman you were supposed to be. And I think more than anything, I've just sort of learnt to accept and quite like the person that I am, which actually is huge. Yeah. Is is really quite 
quite revolutionary. Yeah. Right? So society doesn't want us to be uh, to love ourselves and to uh, yeah to accept us, ourselves the way that we are. They want us to go out and spend lots of money on making making ourselves better and more attractive and uh, wearing the right clothes and like, that kind exactly. of stuff. Like absolutely that. Like I feel like you know we're the kind of you know um, have to have it all generation, and anything that I've that I've taken from all the different things I've tried, you know, the uh, crazy or otherwise, is it's all about self care. And uh, with me- with the same with perimenopause, I'd never heard the term self care. Every time I saw it on Instagram, I thought it was women talking about having relations with themselves. <laughs> Ooh, what? <laughs> I care. I care a lot about, about myself. Um, Takes time every day for a bit of self care. That's that's what it's been more than anything. Whether it's trying a knee pillow at bed or putting a magnet on the back of your neck or trying hypnotherapy or or a slightly crazy woo woo cacao ceremony, it's just stepping back and and looking after yourself. And yeah, self prioritization, isn't yeah. it? Really, yeah. Above and and whether women have choose to have a family or not, as a whole. We're not great at prioritizing ourselves. We're, oh, yeah, um, we're great at prioritizing everybody else apart from ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I've, I have loads of friends who don't have children and I don't think it makes any difference at all. They're still looking after everybody else, running around, you know, looking after, yeah, just looking after everyone else, whether it's in the job, whether it's parents, whether it's a partner. Yeah, I don't think we're great at putting ourselves first. No, it's definitely something I'm trying to work on as well. And sort of that whole making time, I think that's very easy to say, I don't have time to do stuff for me, but you can make that time if you make it a priority. Yeah. And I think, I think that's a really good point because I've obviously nobody realistically has the time to try the ridiculous numbers of things that I've tried or, you know, take that many different supplements and that many different, you know, prebiotics and probiotics. And seriously, the list is endless. And I'm not advocating for a second that anybody does that. And I have become aware of, you know, quite a few posts where people are saying, I just don't have the kind of lifestyle that means I can do that. And other posts where women are going, look, women are getting shamed into feeling that they should be having this coach and they should be doing that and they mm-hmm. should be doing the other. But my reason for all of it is, is kind of twofold. One, so we're talking about it. You yeah. know, nobody talked to me about perimenopause. And even if someone's going, that woman is ridiculous. What is she talking about? At least they're talking There's about There's a conversation there. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and then even if you just try one of them or a few of them, if you find something that just means that you give yourself if you put yourself first for 10 minutes every day then that's enough you know I've, I've written um I talked myself into um having a, a column a monthly column in a, a local glossy magazine I literally just wrote hello <laughs> can I do this <laughs> that's fantastic because yeah there is something about this time of life that is like yeah kind of carte blanche to go well what's the worst that can happen if exactly. I <laughs> exactly this is exactly exactly what I did it was so funny and she's so cool but I m- remember writing an article that said listen you know you don't have to step into your power you don't have to stand in your back alley you know advertising period pants you don't have to put yourself out there massively just put yourself first 
Just now we have to talk about the period pants because of <laughs> anybody who doesn't follow you on Instagram <laughs> needs to know what you what you're talking about. So how how on earth did you get yourself into modelling for period pants in the in black and white in the <laughs> standing semi naked behind your house in the back alley? <laughs> again, that was you know seeking to be invisible bit by bit, stepping out, going on Instagram because my kids taught me into it. And when mm-hmm. I first went on Instagram, um, was completely anonymous. I didn't have a picture up. I used mm-hmm. stocked pictures, stocked photos. I never put myself out there. And then before I know it, bit by bit, I'm growing in confidence. Um, and I started kind of reviewing stuff. So a local lady makes eucalyptus and bamboo nighties for, um, you know, to help with night sweats and hot flushes. But instead of sort of having doing a sensible photo shoot, I did a picture in the back alley of me taking the bins out in, <laughs> in my nighty, which, 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 you know, went down an absolute storm. So then I got a little bit overexcited and ended up standing next to my husband's motorbike in uh, Wucker, uh, which was the company Wucker period pants, uh, holding his, uh, you know, his motorbike helmet and, and was he taking the photos yeah. or did they, to instagram husband yeah he takes all the photos <laughs> and he comes to, that was his idea as well but it took me ages i mean i remember sitting there going shall i post them shall i post them not knowing whether to do it but <laughs> hovering then, over the button totally and i'm feeling feeling quite poorly afterwards but it just snowballed from then so i think i posted those on the friday night on the saturday the wonder that is instagram the founder of waka which stands for uh wake up kick ass which is surely the best name for any company <laughs> anywhere <laughs> she she put me in her story so i just you know i'm sending a dm saying thank you very much and by the way did you know i read it back now going the shame Pretty. did you know that us perimenopause ladies are big business you know our periods yeah. don't just stop they go bonkers and i actually wrote the sentence I think you should have more silver sisters in your next advertising <laughs> and she immediately wrote back this was like seven o'clock on a Saturday morning well we're doing a shoot on Monday is that too short notice I was like no I'm not doing anything on Monday where do I need to get to brilliant but that's yeah saying yes to all the crazy stuff that that life throws out and seeing what happens yeah, yeah absolutely. amazing things happen <laughs> it's true though yeah it is true when you just start to push yourself out and the god's honest truth is i hated every single moment of the photo shoot i felt i felt wobbly both you know literally and uh, metaphorically i found it really really difficult mm. i didn't enjoy it but i did it really out of your comfort zone hugely but imagine looking back on that in 20 years time and you'll probably think Oh, what, what an amazing day yes, what, what an incredible gorgeous. memory yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah totally that's the thing isn't it we just we don't necessarily appreciate ourselves in the moment but looking back with hindsight can just like oh gosh what were you worried about you know you with your 20 year old youthful dewy skin oh, so true. <laughs> and no lines yeah, so, <laughs> you don't so see true. all the stuff that you fixate on at the time you just see all the good stuff so so let's talk about the book that you're working on well yeah again that was really interesting and and very much came from yeah finding my voice on Instagram so that you know no longer seeking to be invisible the whole idea of the guidebook it was well hold on no people are interested in people 
people mm. are interested in you know hate the word but your journey and your honesty and so it's slowly with the support of you know and and that's what my whole journey is being helped by strong women with the support of strong women who've gone no I wouldn't be your agent and no I wouldn't publish that but I tell you what you can write and why don't you make it more about you people who have taken time to mentor me basically Mm -hmm. um, and help me so so it's finished but it needs without question it needs another edit um, to, to finesse it and I just have to keep pushing myself away from the who do, who do I think I am yeah the imposter type yeah. inner critic yeah, yeah. to to who want... wants to hear my story yeah. I think that, yeah there are you know what is it they're going to be a billion menopausal women by 2025 we are a force to be reckoned with exactly and there aren't a huge number of books out there and you know I started off being well I'm not an expert but well no but I'm an expert of my own experience and that's what I'm talking about and it's, you know, it's very much looking at different symptoms, but kind of, you know, holding your hand, making you laugh, have a look at some of these daft things that I've tried, but also <laughs> kind of my, my, I'm doing it again, my journey <laughs> through, through the whole thing. Did you consider HRT, but decide that it was kind of not for you or because you're, you're trying lots of sort of complementary or alternative type therapies as well as sort of products and services I guess I would call it yeah, you know in terms yeah. of sort of coaching or exercise or or whatever yeah it's just been that that I'm navigating more of a, a natural approach at the moment but my right. big thing is it's it's about not gritting your teeth head down get on with it it's about tackling it about finding your right way through and for some women that's HRT and for some, it's a natural approach. And for some, it's both. Mm. Now, I never really talk about HRT because I haven't researched it. I don't know anything about it. But I would never say never mm. at all. I think it's about, you know, a woman's choice. And actually, it's not just a choice, is it? Sometimes you have to fight, as we were saying with doctors, to be heard, to be listened to. So, you know, I would never say never. At the moment, I'm having quite the ball trying all the different different approaches, you know, to the point that, you know, I, I have a little video on my Instagram of me <laughs> um, basically doing a Tabasco mouthwash. Um, <laughs> to, to deal you really with... will try anything, won't you? <laughs> really quite, quite. So it's the only thing I could find for like burning mouth and it works. So I'd had burning mouth and I'd read about this and I was desperately waiting to get burning mouth again so I could try it. Try the Tabasco. Yeah, totally. So what the idea is you're just sort of cancelling out one with the other. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's got, um, I don't know how you say it, capacin, in yeah. it, which is the the active ingredient in the kind of heat patches. The chili. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, 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 yeah. But that you, you know, you get as an, it's like an analgesic basically and it really does work yeah my symptoms are manageable to the point that you know I'm quite excited when I get something because I can try something else on it <laughs> but but I mean I've had people kind of typing away when I've been doing lives saying if I had stuck to natural approaches I would not be here now mm. and I totally get what they're saying not for one second would I ever say you have to do it this way no and I Ever. think I think that's really important for women to understand as well as that it's not kind of all or nothing, right? You can, if you go down the HRT path, 
you can also do sort of yeah. some of these other things and and that will kind of depending on you and your own unique circumstances it may or may not be for you just as it may or may not be for you if you're not even touching the HRT I do think though it can be overwhelming and I think I've sort of said this before just the sort of there is so much to take on board in terms of, you know, oh, am I taking magnesium supplements or should I be, you know, eating more soybeans? And it, I don't know, sometimes it, it does all just feel a bit oh, hard huge, to hard hugely. to think about if there's other stuff going on. Hugely and all the advice and stuff. And I still genuinely don't know what it means that I should have more of a plant based diet. I always imagine, like, I always think I should do a post sitting at the table surrounded by all my house plants. You know, like <laughs> genuinely... There's an awful lot. I just, oh, I don't know what that means. Oh, oh, okay. Well, I'll think about that later. And I think the other thing is, you know, linked to the fact that women don't always talk to each other about it is that we Mm. don't, you don't want to scare somebody. You know, we all went, we all had periods. We didn't all experience them the same way. You know, some of us went through pregnancy. Some of us went through childbirth, but it wasn't all the same. We didn't all have the same symptoms or the same experiences you know it's different for each woman but at least we did talk about those things Mm. and I think you know as part of this sort of gradual process change in society where it is slowly becoming less sort of stigmatized less taboo I hope more people are talking about I'm certainly talking about it more with with my sort of immediate friendship group I mean not not, you know not necessarily going to start banging on about it in the playground but you know with the sort of people that I really sort of know and trust I think yeah it feels like there's more sort of liberty to kind of to start having those conversations and that it's a chain reaction isn't it you do it and then somebody else feels like they can talk about what's going on for them as well a big deal my my husband actually came back he had to go uh, for blood tests at the hospital and the nurse who was doing the test said oh I'm terribly sorry she said I'm having perimenopausal hot uh, hot flushes which is absolutely fantastic. I thought that was amazing just to be comfortable enough just to say to this chap, sorry, you know, yeah. I'm having a hot Give me five flush. minutes. I'll yeah. be back. Yeah, that's but that's that's what we should all be comfortable yeah. being able to be. And and for, you know, if somebody like your other half was there, that they wouldn't immediately kind of <laughs> flinch and go, oh, my God, <laughs> what, do yes. I, what does that yeah. mean? You know, that people, it would just be something that, that was common currency and that, that we could just talk about as easily as the weather yeah um, and, it, and it sh- I think that I think it should be I think it's brilliant again uh, women have told me about having brain fog at work and just losing a word and then and then just saying look I'm really sorry this is uh this is a perimenopause symptom and then and then using it as a teachable moment to, their comments, I think <laughs> moving on to this quarter's results <laughs> seamless, <laughs> seamless transition <laughs> love it so I think I think we're, we're getting there and yeah I think the stuff that you're doing on Instagram clearly is is really resonates with people and I'd, I you know I, I do think people just love your kind of dry style and like you say your your brutal honesty and <laughs> sharing the good bits and the not so good bits and I don't know I think I think that vulnerability creates the trust and the sort of that that's what people love is having that sort of genuine sort of someone who's who's there and not sort of um just trying to sell you something shiny and on empty promises yeah and pretend this will make everything all okay 
and it has really served me as well though in terms of being able to ask as I was saying before you know other strong women for help because I don't have a problem with going I haven't got a clue I'm winging it I don't know how you get a book published I don't know how you you know you get onto somebody's podcast (laughs) I don't know how you write a blog and it's it's lovely you know that that kind of what's the phrase you know you can't compete with me because I want you to win too yeah and and I love that feeling you know women in hashtag women empowering women but it's true (laughs) it is true it is lovely and um yeah I think that's that's one of the the really nice kind of side benefits of suddenly you know you are meeting all of these incredible people that you wouldn't necessarily you'd never meet face to face but just through sort of following those paths of association and people are genuinely very happy to to help so yeah very much look forward to a time when we can read your book hopefully maybe next year maybe maybe next year year. (laughs) and then do come come back and and talk to us about the book when it's launched love to yeah that would be fabulous (laughs) yes thank you and um, what what's next what are you trying at the moment is there anything kind of Oh, I've got an inside scoop. Amazing. Something called RTT, which is rapid transformational therapy. The idea is that you have one session of about two hours where you get hypnotized and you you go back to to you know different scenes in your past to to find out why you're being held back by certain limiting behaviors, limiting beliefs rather. And then you'd listen to a recording that's made for you every every day for 30 days. But the kids keep at the breakfast table, keep clicking and go. They're trying to hypnotize you, yeah. make a chicken oh, noise. Buy us more chocolate. Buy us more chocolate. It's really, really. It's they're loving all of it. They get such a kick. They tried to stick me to the fridge when I was wearing a magnet for hot flushes. So, But they'll be incredibly well informed when it, yeah. you know. That's fantastic. Yeah. And yeah, I do hope, I hope by the time it rolls around for, yeah, for the next generation, that is a completely different ball game. So yes, yeah. thank you for everything that you're doing to make that a reality. And you, my pleasure. Thank you. You've been listening to the Middling Along podcast. Do remember to subscribe to be notified when yeah. our next episode is live. And why not visit the blog at www.middlingalong.com sign up to my newsletter as well i do hope you enjoyed listening today if you did i'd be really grateful if you would consider leaving a short review as that helps people find the podcast and helps get it noticed hope you can join us next time goodbye for now